Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. We get a lot of questions from our clients and non-clients about a topic that a lot of us may not have a lot of experience in just because the way diet and culture has been set up. And that topic is maintenance. How do I go about maintenance with a great mindset? How do I found, find balance? How am I able to approach this period of nutrition periodization and be successful because it feels so different to be in maintenance versus dieting. And so many people will tell us maintenance is harder than dieting. So what are your tips? What is your advice? What is your personal experience? And in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about that exactly today. Maintenance mindset. So let's do it. Um, you guys, I am a professional dieter. I'm also a professional nutritionist, but I became such a good nutritionist and such a good coach because I spent so much time dieting. Um, the first time ever that I, I went on a diet was probably like 11 or 12. I don't, I don't know if I knew what I was doing, but by 14, I could definitely remember the diets I was doing. Um, I grew up going to my mom's Weight Watchers meetings. I knew all the things about Weight Watchers before I ever tried to lose weight because for about six years, I sat in the back of the meeting room um, on chairs with my sister playing with toys, um, Barbies, Legos and stuff. And I went to the meetings every week. So um, I probably earned my Weight Watchers badges without really being someone who did Weight Watchers until I was 18. Um, the very first time I did Weight Watchers, I was 18. But I grew up in a heavy, heavy, heavy um, dieting mindset and dieting society because my mom was overweight, my parents were overweight, my sister was overweight, I was overweight. And so when I started secretly dieting or trying to get smaller and not be the chubby girl with the pretty face anymore, I was 11 years old. And so by the time I got to be an adult, I mean, I had already been dieting almost, almost seven years. So I am someone who has spent half of my lifetime dieting always chasing that goal, always trying something new. But you know what? I finally got it right. I lost the weight. I maintained for a little bit got pregnant, lost all of that weight, plus more, maintained, lost a little bit more, maintained, figure compet did figure competitions, dieted again, reversed up, got to like a comfortable weight that I am now. But if you hear what I keep saying, I kept re-dieting even when I learned how to do it right. So the first part of my journey was literally trying to get to the goal, um, failing, failing, failing. Then I finally figured out how to do it, got better at it, went from calorie tracking to macro tracking, got a better result, got better and better and better. And you know what? I finally got to my goal. Then I did a figure competition, which put another goal in front of me. So then I was back on 
dieting got to that goal and that damaged my metabolism. I got sick of doing it. I mean, it literally took more time to compete than the energy it took to love my family, show up for them and do things for them. My entire life was dieting. So by the time, you know, I got to actually become a nutritionist and help people, I realized I had two full-time jobs most of my life, my regular career and being a dieter. And so after I did all of the dieting, I ended the shows in 2016. I did a long reverse diet. By 2019, you guys, that was the first time from 2017 to 2019, I had my first two-year stretch of not dieting. Now, let me rewind that. In 2018, you guys, I had a hell of a time. And I mean a hell of a time um, reverse dieting because I had always been dieting. Dieting had been the goal. I would, there was always a goal to chase. It was extremely weird for the first time ever to eat more, to be at maintenance and focus on being healthy. And quite frankly, just focus on kind of being normal. I spent so much time dieting that it freaked me out to be at maintenance because I finally hit the goal, just had a damaged metabolism, you know, nothing big, um, and needed to get my calories back up because I had been in figure competitions where my calories had to go really low to get down to 10% body fat, not healthy. This happens to a lot of people. I'm one of, you know, thousands, millions of people that this has happened to. But it was the first time ever that I was like, what am I supposed to do with myself? And for people that aren't dieters, there may be people who are marathon runners, people who do uh, CrossFit competitions. Um, some people do programs and events to lose weight or to make themselves be on track. So it's not always just being in a diet on a deficit and kind of that becoming your, um, your personality, your identity. There are people that do tons and tons of athletic events to stay fit, to stay on track. Some people, if there isn't a marathon or a, a bikini competition in front of them, because maybe they're average, but this kind of like keeps you in shape, you know, shape, quote unquote. But there are a lot of people that aren't just chasing diets to get a result. There's a lot of people chasing workout programs, challenges, um, CrossFit, doing all kinds of things to stay fit or keep the weight off that they've lost. And that's definitely not the way to go about it. And so literally when you get to the point where you're not eating food to lose weight and you're not doing competitions and events to maintain weight, you're, you're finding a completely new identity. And for some people, they've gone 20, 30, 40, 50 years before you really like just get to be with yourself. So think about how people say when someone they love dies, when someone's spouse dies, or even when someone gets, uh, someone gets a divorce. It's like a death of a part of you. When I stopped dieting because I got to maintenance, I was healthy and there was no need to diet anymore. And now the goal was to build muscle, have food flexibility, have maintenance, I literally had to bury that other person. And so it took a lot for me to find a new identity where I wasn't the girl weighing everything all the time. The girl that had to scope out every menu before picking the restaurant because 
you know, at maintenance calories, you don't have to do that. You can go in and pick modify if you've got to, but you don't have to do that as much because you have more calories or lifting for a better body composition and not lifting and exercising because you have to, but because you get to. I had to bury the person that I was and a new person had to emerge. And I went through all of the steps that a lot of people have probably went through that happens when someone dies or if you get a divorce. I was grieving. I was going through um, like being mad at the fact that now I had to be at maintenance to get my calories up and mad at myself that I did the diets that damaged my metabolism. I did competing too many times, too much back to back. I took advice because I wanted to win versus doing what I knew was right. Um, and then the sadness and then dealing with reality and then going through acceptance like I went through all of the phases I went going I went through phases of I've gained five pounds and now I want to cut again and I know that the scale is just a measure of my body mass which is mostly water that fluctuates all the time I mean I could wake up feeling my best and the scale is up five pounds I can wake up and the scale is down five pounds and I just feel like crap like it doesn't determine who I am how I look how I perform but I went through all of the motions and I had to like just sit in it like I had to just um, deal with not numbing the way that I felt by going back and doing another diet, an event, or whatever other people do. It was almost like, you know, I feel like I'm almost describing it like when people go through um, sobriety from drugs, from alcohol, because maybe they they take the things that they're drinking or whatever drug they're, you know, consuming, doing, however they're doing it, you guys, you know what I mean. Um, but they're doing it to numb their emotions, to numb pain, and to not have to deal with what they're thinking about. I had to literally sit in my emotions of, you're at maintenance, you don't need to diet. Eve, you're average weight, you know what I mean? I had to go like, Eve, you're 138 pounds, like you, you know, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. You have this much muscle on your body. Your body, your BMI is normal. Your body fat percentage is normal. You're strong. You can run a mile in this much time, and that's great. If someone asked you to run a 5K today, you wouldn't have to prep. You look great enough to be on the beach and be confident. I mean, there is no beach body. Everybody's body is amazing, but like, I look great. There's no reason to do the things that I used to do, but that was normal for me to diet. It was normal all the time to be thinking about dieting. And it's crazy because when I was dieting, I used to go, man, I would do anything to not feel like all I think about is food. I would do anything to lose this last 15. I would do anything to get in the size six jeans. And then I got there and I couldn't stop thinking about the things that I typically did when I was dieting. Um, you know how they say, like, you think the grass is greener. If your hair is curly, you want straight hair. If, you're, if your hair is straight, you want curly hair. That's literally how I felt with dieting. And so I had to create a new identity. I had to stop chasing being in a deficit when there was no reason to. And I started focusing on all the things that I get to do now. More food flexibility. I improve my relationship with food more. Um, I am a great intuitive master macro person. 
I don't have to track my food at all. Um, I only track when I'm in um, a deficit, which you guys, I've only dieted twice since 2019 and it was really short. And I don't even like dieting anymore. I don't, like I dread going into a deficit. I dread going into a diet because I don't wanna be a little bit hungry. I don't wanna be a little bit uncomfortable. And I went from sadness of maintenance and feeling lost in maintenance to not even wanting to come out of maintenance now. Like <laughs> me sticking to deficit macros is really hard right now. Um, not that I can't do it. I just have this new identity where I love all of the knowledge that I've gained. And so if you guys are listening to this and you're one of our one-on-one -on -one clients, you might be thinking, I'll never get to that. And, um, you know, I've been being coached by you guys four months, eight months, a year. We want you guys to get here. It is not our job to coach you guys forever. And if you have to stay with us forever, um, we're doing you a disservice. This is why we create programs like Macros 101, Macro Makeover that teaches you how to do your own macros and stuff. And we tell you guys like, hey, eventually we want you to start not tracking all the time, track six days a week, do one on track meal a day. Um, but I got to the point where I was went from tracking um, my maintenance macros to intuitively eating and I know exactly what my body needs and I focus on so many other things now like we had a big move across the country last year um, more fun more time traveling like this weekend the food was amazing in Puerto Rico and all of that time I was like I am so lucky that I did the work to get to maintenance to enjoy this I didn't look up a thing. I didn't track a thing. I enjoyed the experience. Did I probably eat too much? You're in Puerto Rico. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, you're supposed to enjoy the local food when you go somewhere else that, that you may not go to for another year or five or 10 or 20 years. Who knows when I'll be back? But I get to focus on all the things I get to do now. Um, I get to, I have more time of me not dieting and exercising for me to travel, for me to do other things like roller skating. I want to start riding horses. I want to do things um, like learning how to do like even like, uh, like I, I had learned photography, God, 20 years ago and I've wanted to do more of that. I get to do those other things. I get to challenge myself in writing different types of workouts, doing different things. Like it's a complete different world from me for me but I had to bury that identity and learn like a deficit is a tool to hit a goal but you don't have to punish yourself and put yourself into a deficit when you've hit the goal and you've you know you've already gained the trophy of you know getting this reward to be able to now go to the next level and know how to maintain your weight without tracking every single thing looking up every single thing worrying about every single thing i stopped caring as much about the scale sometimes i only weigh myself once or twice a month and every time i get on and i'm still net plus or minus um you know like three pounds or whatever maintain like the same five pounds i'm like I haven't been on the scale in three weeks. My weight is the same or it's up a pound. I'm like, I felt guilty this weekend. And then when I look, I'm like, I'm down three pounds. What is there to feel guilty about? But I'm like, I've earned this because I've done the work, but it's really me having to have sat in the emotions and in the experience of being at maintenance 
to really see, um, you know, how wonderful this is and then having a different look at it and a different approach. I mean, I, like I said, I cried when I was like, man, I have to be at maintenance for nine months. I mean, I went through almost a depression of like, I'm this fit person that's lost all this weight. I have to maintain this look. And that's what I thought. And I was like, my business is going to die. My business, I mean, our business has like quadrupled or six times since then. So it's not even about that. It's what I have to offer and what I have to teach. Not am I the skinniest, you know, version that I was when I was on stage and things like that. But um, like it was the death of that identity and like finally going, okay, I got it right. I know how to do this. And now I get to not diet all the time and I get to focus on all of these other things that I'm able to do with my time, with my energy, challenging myself. Um, even like my growth with food variety has changed being at maintenance because I've tried so many other things. And I'm not, I'm not meaning like junk food, you know, fatty meals, high calorie meals, even just the variety of healthy foods. Um, because I used to have things in my mind like you can't do the oatmeal with all of the toppings in the morning. It's too many carbs. You can't do an acai bowl. I used to say that because I was always dieting and now I'm like, I can go have the acai bowl, eat to fullness, estimate or not with the macros, um, but I can have it. And I don't have to say that I can't have this because this thing is 60 carbs or 75 carbs. But all of that came um, from getting to maintenance and talking myself out of doing something that was feeling like the old dieting ways. Like I had to tell myself, sit your ass down. You're not supposed to be in a deficit. Don't go cut your food. Don't go add an extra 10 minutes on your workout because you feel guilty about the cookie that you had and you didn't track. And in my mind, I'm adding it up that it's 360 calories of all its chocolatey goodness. I mean, I had to really tell myself, sit your ass down. You have earned this. And now this is the new phase that I have to go in. Um, like this is what I have earned and so many people want to be me and they want to be here and now I get to go to the next level with this awesomeness and turn it into something even more amazing and there's so many more things I get to do with my life than all of the mental draining energy of also being in a deficit. Um, so I hope that helps you guys. I mean, this is coming from someone that's lost 150 pounds. My whole identity has been dieting. Like my obsession was to get in the People's Magazine, become the half her size girl. I became that, I became known for that. Um, and I had to let part of that die and know that now I could be this person that could uh, maintain my weight, be happy, be healthy. And dieting isn't the only person that I am. Today, I hope you found this podcast very helpful in your journey to having a maintenance mindset with macros, whether you're tracking actively or if you're exploring intuitive eating. If you have any questions, please DM me at Eve underscore FitChick. Also, if you are finding yourself in this place of maintenance and wanting something with a, just a little bit of accountability, um, a certified macro coach to hold you guys accountable, we have an extremely affordable 
monthly membership program for people that are in a build phase, a fat loss phase, um, even those reverse dieting, but especially for those in maintenance that have been tracking macros for at least six months that need a really affordable, less than $100 per month touch point with the coach to make sure that you're staying on track, plus workouts and access to our Facebook group to help you navigate some of those mindset things. This program is called the Make It Count Monthly Membership. Please email, DM us, or check the show notes if you feel like this is something that you would benefit from. Again, you guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Remember to share with your friends, like, download, and catch us on Instagram at the Macros for Life podcast. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get welcome.